0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's
1: chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. What's up, everybody? Ben Reza and Matt Kajeski here. We are back. Yes, betting you is in the books. We already broke down Texas and Oklahoma, those type of big time games, LSU, Missouri. But you know what? The people have spoken and they said, we want to hear about Old Dominion. Tell us about Arkansas State. Tell us about those under-the-radar plays that you're putting on your betting card that only Matt Kajeski can tell us about. So that's why we're here. We're going to get into some of the weird, wild teams across the the country. I know last week uh, you were excited to do this, and I assume that you're excited to dig into some of these lesser-known schools that we don't get to on the first episode.
0: Yeah, always excited. A little tired today and not happy with current line movement. I know. Gajeski Island on Bama, <laughs> Michigan, and Notre Dame, but welcome in, welcome to Gajeski Island, the baked potatoes are always loaded, Ooh. we'll have one today in Texas State, where the lines also moved against me, so we will see, oftentimes I'm different than the market, which I don't necessarily hate, but you never want to see that.
1: No, uh, I am on your island, uh, I've joined you for some baked potatoes apparently with Notre Dame, We're going to need them to just wake up and get it done against Louisville. But that's, again, if you're looking for those marquee games, you you found the right channel. We covered them all on Betting You on the first episode. Whether you're listening in podcast form, watching on YouTube, uh, we appreciate it. If you're here, first of all, you guys are just awesome for supporting this. Like button goes a long way. Let us know in the comments. We want to build this up. We want to keep building uh, this college football podcast and show on Odd Chopper. But let's get into it. Enough about what's going on. And let's start putting some bets on the board. We're going to start with South Florida and UAB. Again, a game that not on people's radar. That's the theme of the show. We're talking about a three and a half point spread, a big time, 68 and a half point total. What do we know? What do we need to know? And what should we do here?
0: This is one I think might move in our favor. Surprisingly, USF has taken a lot of money. These teams are actually pretty even in terms of power ratings so far this year, but they both played up and down schedules. USF was a team I was trying to buy under the new coaching staff. They bring in Goalish from Tennessee, they had a bunch of power five transfers, and they've been pretty good. I think most notably that game against Alabama where they just kept it close is probably the one on people's radar the most. UAB is kind of the opposite of coaching staff we've been looking to sell or at least me with Trent Dilfer coming in brings in a bunch of his high school buddies to come in and coach this team and they're way different than they were last year. They've I think outperformed expectation but they're still a team I'm not too excited about moving forward. They played North Carolina A&T, lost to Georgia Southern but they put up 35 Lost to Louisiana, put up 21. Lost to Georgia, that's going to happen. And then they lost to Tulane, 35-23. to 23. They were soundly outgained in that game, 7 yards per play to 5.9. Tulane fumbled at their own 26. That gave UAB an immediate score. Tulane also fumbled at the UAB 9. Tulane missed a field goal. A lot of weird noise in that game. I do have to give some flowers to Jacob Zeno. He's completing nearly 76% of his passes for 7 yards per attempt. He does have the same amount of big-time throws as turnover-worthy plays. And the offensive line isn't always keeping him clean. It's about a 25% pressure rate for them. But this South Florida team, I think, can also score with UAB. I am worried about this South Florida defense. They're 120th in coverage. That does not bode well. But just like I had to give Zeno some flowers, Byron Brown's been pretty good himself. 61% completion, 7.7 yards per attempt. Nine touchdowns, only three interceptions with the elite mobility that Zeno doesn't have. Offensive line is also a concern here. 33% pressure rate, but this UAB defense is even worse. They're 119th in coverage. They're also 109th against the run. They're basically giving up 40 points a crack to whoever they play. Georgia Southern, Louisiana, Georgia. Tulane was at 35, should have scored 40. As long as this USF defense can get a stop here and there, and they're actually pretty good at defending the run, they're 74th. I think they can get this done and beat a UAB team that I'm not all that excited about. Didn't really talk too much injury-wise. There, there isn't a ton here. Tyree Coward, a defensive tackle for UAB, missed last game. Tater Reed, yes, that's his name, Tater Reed, an offensive lineman for UAB, got hurt in the last game. Maybe he doesn't play. South Florida is pretty healthy. I think the only guy to really watch is Daquan Evans, who got injured in the last game. DJ Gordon did as well, but they should be slightly healthier than they have been. Think Logan, Berry, Hill, and Lloyd, some are all return at some
1: point. Any feel on this total? It is a lot of points, but you just mentioned both of these defenses are just, it's a its a real bad time right now. South Florida is
0: 124th in offensive efficiency. They could stall on a couple drives. The, th- the totals come way up, and both these teams play fast. USF sixth in pace, UAB 11th. It's a stay away for me.
1: We got South Florida on the board to get us started. Now we we know that there, I mean, I guess there could be more than one. You, you, you tell me. Can there be more than one wagon team? How does that work? Is is Missouri just like the team, or does Texas State are they like honorable mention? Uh, because they've been awesome for us. They are on the slate once again. They got Louisiana Lafayette, a two and a half point spread. What are we doing with another one of our favorite teams this year?
0: Yeah, I should have ordered this list differently. I actually prefer this bet to the one we just talked about. Among the greasy ones, this is my favorite again. It's kind of been rinse and repeat with Texas State. Every single week, I bet them on Sunday with my power ratings, apparently being significantly different than the market. And then their opponent takes money. Then Texas State comes in and destroys them. Yes. I, I don't know what the market sees. In the opponents of Texas State, Louisiana's been a team I've been trying to sell this offseason, and they've played an incredibly easy schedule, and I'm still trying to sell them here. They are better than I thought. They've gotten some pretty good play out of their backup, Zion Chris at quarterback, which I did not expect. They lost their starter almost immediately. He has a 67 and a half completion, eight yards per attempt, and he's really mobile. He This guy can really run. The problem I have with Chris in this Louisiana offense is, what happens when they have to play from behind? Chris does have a little bit of turnover worthiness to his game. Six of those turnover-worthy plays, only three big-time throws. And he's a dual-threat quarterback. This team has not really had to play from behind. They sold it last week, but that Minnesota team is a corpse. And they scored 24 Oh, Who's one of the worst teams in the MAC? They beat UAB, who we just talked about, a team we don't particularly like. And they lost to Old Dominion. They also gave up 13 to Northwestern State. I have a ton of questions about this Louisiana team, and I don't know how they do when they have to play from behind in shootout-type games because that's what Texas State does. This is one of the fastest teams in the country. Their offense is electric. They have two quarterbacks that you can throw out there at any given time with Finley and Malik Hornsby, good skill position players. They're healthy right now. The only two guys they were missing was Torrey Spears' the safety and Jordan Rebels' in edge. Louisiana, also pretty healthy, but I don't think they've been put in this kind of game environment where they're going to be tested pace-wise and offensive-wise. And you look at that Texas State game, I mean, they played some games closer than they should have. For sure, the Southern Miss game closer than they should have. They had three fumbles, and two of them were inside their own 15. Both of those led to immediate scores for Southern Miss. They also had another fumble that turned into a field goal. So they basically gave Southern Miss 17 points. And from there, I mean, they just dominated nine yards per play for Texas State. That's absolutely insane offensive output. This team beat Baylor earlier in the year. They did lose to UTSA, but that was a game where Frank Harris was still there, which I think is noteworthy. And then they they beat Nevada. So I think it's a pretty good level of competition for Texas State. And they've answered all my questions on offense. The biggest concern, I think, is, is defense here. But according to my power ratings, 31st in total defense. I do believe a lot of the points they've allowed are the results of their offense giving the ball away to the opposing offense with short fields. So I actually like this team a ton. Power rate them well ahead of Louisiana. And that'll be something that I look forward to. I mean, I'm going to continue betting Texas State as we go forward.
1: I assume you have zero issues. You're getting two and a half there. I can find two and a half that you can say, give me, you know, plus 120 range on the money line.
0: I bet it twice. Last week, I bet this team three times because the line kept moving against me. I bet it at plus one on Sunday. I bet it two and a half again yesterday.
1: Yeah, listen, uh, I don't know. I've seen a lot of this team play. And if I'll tell you this. If fumbles weren't a part of football, like if you just every time you fumble, if you got the ball back, Texas State would never lose. Because besides fumbling, they move up and down the field constantly. They just can't get out of their own way at times. I'm just not really sold on Louisiana. Alpha yet. I'm just going to keep buying Texas state until the wheels fall off. Uh, no reason to get cute with the team. That's made us a lot of money. And you mentioned, I'm not super worried about the market only in the sense I've seen this story three or four times already. Clearly you and me see something different about this team than everybody else. Uh, because we've been on the wrong side of, of the movement a lot with this team and it hasn't resulted in anything negative just
0: yet. Yeah. Now. I guess to speak to that briefly, that doesn't, That doesn't bother me a ton when I'm not with the market because I know my power ratings are different and I'm a little more detailed than most people doing these. So I don't know. You never like to see it. but
1: No, of course not. But I'm I'm more comfortable with it in a game like this with Texas State than, say, like a marquee game. I think that's a little more concerning. But even there, uh, you know, there's a lot of noise and a lot of things going on. Let's keep it going. Uh, Again, another... Under the ray, that's going to be the theme. Uh, South Alabama, the Jaguars, why not? Um, let's see what they're up to. Ten and a half point spread on the road. 51 point total against this is a team. We we honestly would have had to do a third episode to get to this team normally. Louisiana Monroe doesn't make any shows for obvious reasons. I can't remember the last time they were good. Are they good here? Is this a team that we want to short? I wouldn't say they're Good, but they've definitely
0: improved (laughs) better. They're getting better, and which is a bit surprising because they had one of their quarterbacks already get hurt. But Jaya Wright's been decent for this team, he's a good rusher, averages over four yards per carry, completing 55% of his passes. He's about even on big time throws, turnover worthy plays. But this team's been better on defense, and they're pretty good at defending the run. 49th at defending the run 78th in overall defense normally you're seeing louisiana monroe at like 131 in defensive efficiency so they've made some strides there and they've played some pretty good teams they just lost to app state by one point they beat army who's favorite over boston college this week they beat army by four points so this team is not complete bottom of the barrel as we've seen in previous years South Alabama is sort of the opposite. They've disappointed at times this year, largely because of turnovers. They had that win over the corpse of Oklahoma State, but then they lost to Tulane, a game they turned the ball over a ton. They lost to Central Michigan. They did finish with an 85% post-game win expectancy, but they turned the ball on over on downs at the Central Michigan 27. That's basically the difference in the game because of that weird, volatile, run-heavy style Central Michigan plays. And then they got beat pretty soundly by James Madison last week. Yards per play, not even that close 5.7 for James Madison, 4.4 for South Alabama. So when I look at these two teams, they're just closer than 10 and a half points. South Alabama's 112th in offensive efficiency, Louisiana Monroe's 110th. Offensive line actually favors Louisiana Monroe. They're seventh in pass blocking, South Alabama's 97th. Both these teams outside the top 95 in run blocking. Defense, South Alabama has a little bit of an edge. They're 51st, whereas Louisiana Monroe is 78th. But all this to say you don't have the strong gaps in any of the power rating metrics you're looking at between these two teams to make this worthy of 10 and a half points in favor of South Alabama. So I'll take the home team here in Louisiana Monroe, getting the hook. I think that hook is important. And this is a team that's taken a lot of money Louisiana Monroe was like plus 12 earlier in the week. I just focused all my attention on the big games for our first show, get to this like Wednesday night and realize they're a pretty good play.
1: Yeah. And, and listen, the time is now because uh, that's a key number, 10 and a half. You know, you, you miss 11, 11 and a half. It's not a huge deal. 51 point total. I I know for me, it'll be, have you bet? I have not bet Louisiana Monroe this year. That is for sure.
0: I haven't bet a game of theirs on either side. You also have a lot of injuries in South Alabama. Their left tackles hurt their best receivers out with an ACL. One of their running backs, Braylon McReynolds is out Their Safety Keith Gallman hasn't played. They lost their tight end Brandon Crum last week. Pretty injured team. Whereas Louisiana Monroe is healthy. The only guy that's out, I think is Hunter Herring, who started a couple games at quarterback, but he wasn't the projected starter at the beginning of the year. So I don't think that matters too much.
1: Oh, we're taking the Warhawks. Don't hate on Louisiana Monroe. Uh, Plus 10 and a half at home, live dog, maybe, maybe. But yeah, South Alabama is disappointed. All right. We got plenty more games to go, but I do want to mention Bet365. If you are lucky enough to be, you're going to have to hold on because I'm losing my voice. All right. We're back. A little technical difficulties. If you're lucky to be in a Bet365 state, and that means Kentucky, Ohio, New Jersey, Colorado, Virginia, or Iowa. If I just said your state and you're listening, now you really need to listen. Because Bet365 has offers on offers. Right now, I'm going to bring it up full screen. Bet5, get 150 in bonus bets. The link is below. Or they also have a first bet safety net up to $1,000 in bonus bets. A couple of different way to structure. Uh, you get that opportunity to take a big shot. Or if you say, you know what? I just want to build my bankroll. I'm going to put in $10. bucks. i am going to bet five of it. I'm going to get 150 in bonus bets, win, lose, or draw. It is that simple. You got to be 21 plus. Please play responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, call 1 800 gambler, but take advantage of what Bet 365 is doing if it's in your state. It's a great, great opportunity. Now, we've got more games to get to, we've got more plays to get to. Next up on the docket, and this was requested by Twitter. Again, if you ever have a game that you want us to talk about, just let us know. Matt Gajeski, Jazz Raz DFS, Fresno State, and Wyoming. Just under a touchdown, Wyoming is a six-point home dog. I always love targeting this team in Laramie. I think it's a weird place to play. Is that what you see here, or is Fresno State just simply too good? That's what I wanted to
0: take, and sometimes it's hard to fully dive into all these games. I don't get to every single one, but because of the request purposely made this one a priority, Fresno is a team I, I definitely want to sell at some point here. I have not been a Mikey Keen believer And I think there's elements to his game that are going to cost them in the future. He is pretty efficient, 69% completion, but he doesn't really push the ball downfield. Seven and a half yards per attempt, eight big time throws, five turnover worthy plays, takes a ton of sacks. So there is a ton of negative to Mikey Keene's game. O-line's been pretty decent here, but this team hasn't really played anybody. They played Purdue to a four point game, and I think Purdue should have won that game. They averaged more yards per play 6.1 to 5.8 over Fresno. Then they played Arizona State, and that was the game where Arizona State had their top three signal callers get hurt, and they were on to Jacob Conover and turned the ball over eight times. Yes. Kent State is Kent State. They're an FCS team. Not actually, but basically their talent level is that of. And then they beat Nevada 27 to 9. Pretty sound game, but. I don't know, I like you're hanging around with Nevada, who's one of the worst teams in the country. I think you can sell Fresno at some point. Wyoming at home seemed like the perfect spot, but man, this team has so many injuries. Braden Sider, starting edge, missed last game. Tyresus Davis, corner missed last game. Sorry, Davis, I don't know how to say your name. Ja'Cory Hawkins, another corner, got hurt in the game. Sebastian Harse, their other starting defensive end, got hurt in the game and had an MRI in his knee. Doubt we see him. The right tackle, Caden Barnett, got hurt in the last game. This comes down to how much you believe Craig Bull. He came out in the media and said, everyone will be back this week. I don't believe him. He has lied in spots like this in the past. (laughs) So I will back Wyoming in pregame warmups if we get news that these guys are playing. And the Wyoming beat has changed a little bit. There's a new guy on it. He's better than the previous one who I got in a fight with on Twitter. So I think we'll actually have a lot of this information. At the very least, he'll tweet out whether these guys are warming up. But it's too many injuries to back Wyoming right now. This will be one to put on your card if I think it goes your direction in in warm-ups. Because you can dive into the schedule. It kind of is what it is. They beat Texas Tech in a game they should have lost. You can look at post-game win expectancy. They hung with Texas, which is, I think, the best data point you can point to. They beat App State, a game they should have lost. And then they beat New Mexico, a game that was closer than it should have been. So it's a volatile team. They're volatile every year. They have a running back basically playing quarterback. Andrew Peasley's horrible. Their offensive line's not great, but they play this run-heavy, slow style of football. And they have one of the best home field advantages in the country, playing up at altitude in Laramie. So I love playing them at home, especially as dogs. But, man, ton of injuries for Wyoming.
1: Yeah, I again, I would love to know the status of these guys because I've been backing Wyoming. going back to the Josh Allen days like Wyoming at home in these weird games is cash. They really are. I don't love their coaching. I don't love their philosophy. It is ugly at times. They tend to get it done and you're getting some points here. I've actually backed a lot of teams, not against Fresno, but I've been involved in a handful of Fresno games so far this year. I'll be honest that, yeah, I'm not overly blown away. They're a good team, but this is nothing Wyoming can't handle. I would prefer to have, you mentioned like five defensive players there. And Wyoming needs to keep this. I don't want them in a, in a shootout type game. They had true freshman corners on the field last week. Which yeah, that can't happen.
0: At Wyoming, I can guarantee you they are
1: not four and five stars. They don't have any stars, starless. Uh, That's not good. But you know what? We're going to keep an eye on it. We're going to see. All right, here we go. Uh, a game. This is all you because I, I actually was going to go to this game, um, but I'm going. Why aren't next you going? Week. I'm going next week. I'm going to Army oh, and Troy, actually. Uh, oh, better game. Yeah. But choice, I don't man. have this game available because it's in New York. Talk to me about Boston College and Army. You mentioned just when we were talking about Louisiana Monroe uh, playing the transitive property game, that Army's a, a slight favorite. Did you not? Yeah, Army's a three-point favorite over Boston College, which is hard to believe in my opinion.
0: They lost to Louisiana Monroe. Cl- close game, and Louisiana Monroe's better than we thought, but still. Then they beat Delaware State, 57-0. They're an FCS team. They beat UTSA, who started Eddie Lee Marburger, who is awful. And then they lost to Syracuse. That's just going to happen when you play some Power 5 teams. Boston College, they should have covered last week. Holy smokes, yes, this team. Oh, my gosh. I luckily I got a push cause I took it at three before it went to three and a half, but I am sorry to those of you that had that hook. You should have covered Boston college had a turnover on down at the Virginia 34. They had an interception at their own 46. That was immediately a touchdown. They fumbled at the Virginia 49. They fumbled at their own 24. That led to an immediate score for Virginia. They gave Virginia like half their points off turnovers in their own, in their own red zone. And then they had a bunch of turnovers themselves in scoring position
1: against virginia i don't know boston college and i'm sorry to interrupt they gave up a hail mary to end the second quarter that's how virginia scored they allegedly that
0: they said that was a miscommunication i mean i don't know blame something
1: happened because i'm watching the game and virginia throws a 60 50 yard pass it's just no problem touchdown
0: yeah blame blame whatever you want miscommunication poor performance or otherwise you can't give those up But, man, I've been trying to buy this Boston College team for a while. Castellanos gives them some juice to the offense. He's not the best thrower, but his mobility is elite. Their offensive line is solid. They got all those guys back that were injured last year. Their pressure rate's only 18%. Their defense is a huge concern, but their strength is run defense. They're in the top half of the country in run defense where they really struggle coverage, where they're outside the top 100. You know against Army, that's very important. You need to be strong in your trenches against this team. Even though they're at a talent deficit every single week, they're a very physical team, well coached team, and they're going to run the triple option. So that is a good strength for Boston College here in the trenches. They should have the advantages on both sides of the ball, control the line of scrimmage. And Army, they're undergoing a little bit of a transition, throwing slightly more. It's been up and down, as you can expect, for a service academy. They're down one of their safeties, Max D. Domenico. Boston College only injuries here. Ryan O'Keefe, neck injury, was carted off last week. He's, I mean, he's walking, so it's good that he's fine, but I don't think he plays here. Also, don't think it matters against Army, a team that you should be able to run on behind this strong Boston College offensive line with Castellanos, Garwo, and your stable of running backs. I like Boston College getting the dog price of three. I think money lines are fine.
1: Yeah, I mean, Army, you mentioned transition, changing some things up, talent disparity, as they normally have and. I think that BC, uh, gotta limit those turnovers. Just absolutely brutal last week. Even, I mean, they listen; they came back, but there's no excuse. I watched that game from start to finish, so I hear you. But yeah, I,
0: like I would prefer to have a fumble than an interception. Fumbles, I think, are yeah, they're more largely correctable. If if it was like Castellanos like throwing a ton of picks, then I would be pretty worried. But that's not
1: been the case. No, no, that was not the case. So. I hear you. And like I said, I'll be I'll be on the grounds uh at West Point doing some in in sc- in-person scouting next week. All right. Rutgers and your boys. It's sad that they had to be relegated to this type of show, but that's the world we live in. Uh it's a 13-point spread. It's a 44 and a half point total. So clearly they're not expecting Rutgers to do much of anything. What are you expecting in this spot? Man, Wisconsin's been really disappointing.
0: Wish I would have got Rutgers plus fourteen. Think plus thirteen is still okay here. Rutgers has been pretty good this year, outside of a beatdown at Michigan. They and that what actually wasn't that bad. Michigan six point eight yards per play. Rutgers five point eight. Rutgers threw a pick six on the Michigan twenty-seven going into score. So this could have been a little closer. That like that was literally a. Tw- 14 point swing away from Rutgers in that in that game. Otherwise, they beat Virginia Tech, Temple, Northwestern. Not the best teams, but Rutgers beat them soundly and they covered in each of those games, which I mean, covering in spots like that even shows you that they're just outperforming expectations. They've covered every single game this year, except for one push, I believe. And um, they had an FCS game. I wouldn't really look at that. Injuries, they do have you do have to watch their right tackle, Tyler Needham. I'm not sure if he's gonna play. And then Chris Long and Nassim Brantley have been injured. They haven't really played much this year, so I don't think that's a big difference maker. Wisconsin's defense has been susceptible to opposing rushing attacks, more so than their secondary. One eleventh 11th in run defense, 35th in coverage. They've been gashed on the ground. Like Purdue's Tyrone Tracy, like every Purdue back was over five yards per carry. Purdue was at 6.3 as a team. Washington State, decent production there where they've actually had some success as the secondary. And this is tough to evaluate because they they had the five-turnover game against Davis Bryn. I'm wondering how much of this is actually influencing the coverage numbers for this team because they they allowed some production to Buffalo in the first half of that game. Washington State did, did their thing. It was actually the toughest anyone's played Cam Ward yet this year, but still 6.5 yards per attempt. Bryn was at 7.4. This secondary, I think, is still vulnerable, even though their metrics look pretty good, and their run defense is horrible. Gavin Wimsat, I think he's been fine as a game manager. I like how they're using him, mostly as a rusher. He's averaging 4.6 yards per carry. When he's throwing the ball, they're not asking him to do a ton. Three big-time throws, one turnover-worthy play, and that turnover just happened to be a pick-six against Michigan. But so far, he's been pretty good. They're keeping him upright. It's a 18% pressure rate for the offensive line. They're going to play slow and run heavy. That lends itself to a team getting points here, too. The only thing I'm concerned about, Wisconsin at home coming off a bye, Rutgers basically had a bye, too. They played Wagner last week, so I don't think that makes a huge difference. And last thing, Rutgers' defense has been awesome. They played really well this year. The only team that really got them was Michigan and J.J. McCarthy, 10 yards per attempt. They had a couple of really lucky throws there. But they did a good job against Quorum and the running backs, which surprised me. They dominated on defense against Northwestern, Temple, and Virginia Tech. I think this defense is still underrated. They're 30th in total defensive efficiency. Wisconsin lost Ches Lucy, so now you're relying entirely on Braylon Allen for this offense to get going. I'm going to take the points with Rutgers again. Hopefully Throwing they continue the this cover, cover spread.
1: Okay. Okay, I can find you 13 and a half. There are no 14s out there. Uh, but we there are a couple thir- thirteen and a halves, and I will say real quick uh, before we move to the next game, you, you guys, if you watch this, you, you know uh, that Odd Chopper is available. It's out there. I'm using it just for the live odds here, but if you're looking to take it to the next level, if you're looking for real time data picks against the market, we've got all sorts of tools. Uh, come on in. The water is warm, as they say, as Luffy would say. But I- I'll just bring this up real quick. New users, old users, any user. You can get 50% off either a week or a month. Your t- choice of odd shopper premium link is below. So if you tried this, maybe you tried it for baseball earlier in the year and you say, you know what? I kind of want it for NBA and NFL. Come on in. If you say, I've never signed up and I'm kind of looking for some college football, maybe a little NFL action, whatever you want, NHL. Come on in and see what we got. Uh, really, really believe in that market-based approach. It's a great way to complement what you're already doing. Uh, and again, 50% off in that link below. Try us out and let us know what you think. Uh, and just minimum check out these odds because this is very, very simple and it saves you a ton of time and it can make you some money. All right, we got a couple more games left. Then we'll do our recap and we'll bounce on out of here. Uh, <laughs> this should be sweet because you told me we can't really do anything with with Kansas because what exactly, I turn on the game and uh, Bean is playing. And it's just like, did I, did I miss something? Talk to me about what's going on with Kansas here and, and can we play them against UCF without knowing the status of their quarterback?
0: Yeah, I thought I was going to banish this team, but, but. the B-reporter got a hat out of his ass and apparently went to practice this week. Jalen, Jalen Daniels hasn't practiced at all. I don't know if I believe this B-reporter yet, so take this with a grain of salt. But what we do know is John Rice plumley has been cleared and fully returned to practice. To me, McClain actually gave him really good snaps in his absence, but Plumley he offers just a little bit more dynamic as a passer, dynamic as a runner, of course. Him being back, I think, is big here. Kansas still hasn't really been tested outside of Texas. They beat up on Missouri State. They beat a corpse of Illinois, a corpse of Nevada. BYU was semi-close. They gave up 27 points, and they ended up with a 38-27 victory. And then they got smoked by Texas, but they had their backup quarterback in. This Kansas defense was a question to me coming into last week against Texas. They had awesome efficiency metrics, but they essentially returned all the same guys from last year. A defense that finished 104th overall, 104th against the run, 88th against the pass, 92nd in coverage. And in their first true test, they failed. They're now facing Plumley, presumably, behind an awesome offensive line. Again, 14% pressure rate. Elite receivers, Javon Baker, these players are going to be able to spread out the Kansas secondary, similar to what Texas did. And then RJ Harvey and these backs have been giving UCF very good snaps. So I think this UCF team can score. They're 16th in offensive efficiency. They should have no issues there dicing up a Kansas defense, which I think is a little weaker than the power ratings are suggesting right now. Again, small samples to start the year. So if you have a take like this, I think it's important. Then on defense, UCF's been awesome. Basically, all their departures were in the secondary, all their at least premier ones. And up front, they retained a ton of guys, added some transfers. They're 23rd in run defense. With Jason Bean under center, Kansas has struggled to throw the ball. He's definitely a downgrade from Daniels. So this should be something working in UCF's favor. Strong run defense, limiting Bean, limiting Devin Neal. I actually took the points with UCF now that we have some clarity on, on Rise Plumley And Kansas with their backup quarterback, it looks like I think they're a team we want to fade.
1: You can get plus two out there. Uh, I don't know if you were paying attention to this last week, but... UCF melted extremely badly in that game. That was one of the worst collapses I've seen in quite a while. And then they almost came back, but they were unable to. What an absolutely brutal loss for UCF last week.
0: Yeah, that was bad. They had a fumble return for a touchdown. They missed the game-winning field goal. They threw an interception going into score at the Baylor 31. I mean, Baylor didn't do themselves many favors either. They also had a fumble return for a touchdown. But UCF had more mistakes and more costly ones—a game they should have won. They they averaged seven point seven yards per play to Baylor's five point eight. Disgusting. They were. They also against Kansas State six point nine yards per play to Kansas State six point five. Boise eight point two to five point eight. That was the game where Rise Plumbly got hurt. This is a really strong buy low
1: team right now. They were my sleeper in this conference. I like this team. I'm with you here. I'm definitely going to be on UCF. Uh, I I like this. I actually kind of like the over as well. Um, I think there could be some big explosive plays. And I I do think that Kansas will be able to put up some points, but particularly from UCF, even a team total, potentially. I think they soar over uh, and I do like them in this spot. Colorado State and Utah State. We're going out West uh, to two teams again that... They don't have a lot going on. Competitive game, though. Another healthy total, 64 and a half. Colorado State's the slightest of road favorites. We saw, most people saw them once this year. Take on Colorado. Uh, I saw Utah State, I believe in the Air Force game, and it was not good. But what what do we got going on here between these two teams? Yeah, not a good game. That was bad. This is one I, if we didn't
0: do this show, I probably wouldn't have bet this. But then I start diving into some of the gross teams. <laughs> Power rating-wise, these two teams are pretty even. Utah State, 61st in offensive efficiency. Colorado State, 79th. On defense, Colorado State has the edge. They're 54th. Utah State is 101st. So give Utah State the home field. Bump here, it's close to a pick em. But then diving in, holy smokes, there are so many injuries on Utah State. And sorry for some of these names, man. Like the offensive lineman here. I'm going to do my best, but these names are going to be said incorrectly. How about this? Their center missed last game. Their right guard missed last game. Their left guard missed last game. I don't think any of those guys are returning. That's your entire interior offensive line. Otto their receiver, hasn't played in a while. They're missing one of their starting defensive tackles, whose name I also can't say. And then Bronson, Olavau, their best linebacker, hasn't played since week two. There's like seven starters out for this team and your entire interior offensive line. Colorado State's going to move the ball on you. Braden Fowler-Nicolosi's been awesome. He's completing 72.5% of his passes, 9.5 yards per attempt. He's done a pretty good job taking care of the ball. He still has to worry about those turnover-worthy plays. But seven interceptions, that number should come down with some positive regression. And the offensive line has been really solid at keeping him upright. 21% pressure rate. Torrey Horton's still there. They have elite receivers. And then before these injuries, this con- the concern with Utah State was their defense, their 100th. In total defense, 132nd in pass rush, 106th in run defense, 49th in coverage, which I think would like typically give a feather in the cap to Utah State, but all these injuries on this team, man. I think you can back Colorado State pretty confidently with Utah State projected to miss a ton of
1: starters. You got a one and a half out there, minus one twelve, but that's the best that you're gonna find. Any interest in the over? Because it seems like despite having no players, Utah state still manages to score. And I don't know how they're going to stop anybody.
0: They're definitely not stopping Colorado state. No. There's no, a big not. mismatch right now, which I I want to get your take on how this affects the game. Kamara's awesome for Colorado state. This defense is really good up front. They're 20th in run defense. They're 50th in pass rush and Kamara missed a half for a targeting call. He's their best player on defense from a pass rushing perspective. Prior to these three injuries on the offensive line, Utah State was already 113th in pass blocking, 110th in run blocking.
1: Yeah, that could be a major problem. The, the I would say this. Utah State, if they're going to hang in this game, it's going to have to be over the top. Because I would say, uh, just knowing, again, do I know Colorado State super well? No. But from what I saw and what I've seen, the weakness would be in the secondary. Uh, and so if you can, if you're able to get a little protection, you can get over the top of this team. There could be big chunk plays to have for Utah State because Colorado State's going to move the ball. I am with you there. I'm just wondering if, if Utah State can get 27, 31 points, something like that. They've gotten a decent, I guess, enough play out of McKay Hillstead, their
0: former backup who's now beating up, beaten out Cooper Lega, 8.1 yards per attempt. And you're right, this Colorado State defense is 89th in coverage. Okay. It's, I think it's going to come down to how well they pass protect. If you think yeah. they can get some some protection, I think I agree with you. I think Utah State can score. Utah State is better offensive efficiency, 61st to Colorado State 79th, which shows you they've gotten a lot out of their quarterback and skill position players. But, man, losing 3-0 linemen,
1: it scares me. I'll- yeah, it, it's scary. There's, there's no doubt about it that it's scary. But minus 1.5, we're putting it on the board. All right talked about a bunch of games is there any other game you want to get to or do you want to go right into the recap here you tell them
0: there um i don't think so i had some others on the list but i didn't bet them yeah we can okay. we can just move on i'm gonna kind of like you- san jose state against boys
1: use playing two quarterbacks but yeah okay. i don't know i'm gonna throw one one team out there as well and again uh you can always follow up on this arkansas state has found i, I messaged you this Arkansas State has found something offensively with this freshman quarterback. He's a dual threat. He's running all over the place. Now, when you play UMass, you look like a superstar. 16 and a half is a lot of points. I know Troy's a good team, and they are. I think Arkansas State will be able to score a little bit. Keep that team in the back of your mind. They are not the same team that lost by legitimately 70 points to Oklahoma earlier in the year. That's all. Yeah, that team was quarterbacked by J.T. Shroud. Yes, but this guy, this new guy is not bad.
0: No, Jalen Rayner is awesome. This was on my list of games to look at. I just did not have enough time to get there. I made yeah. that Arkansas State. They're taking money already. This was plus 17.
1: They are taking money. So that's the, uh, if you want the old the old Ben Razza special, right at the end there. Uh, Arkansas State. Okay. Now, you got a couple bucks. You have a friend. You have a buddy. Saturday morning, they text you and they say, hey, I need... A couple plays. Maybe they're doing the bet three, six, five deal. They say, you know what? I click that link below. I have to bet five to get my 150 in bet credits. Give me, I'm going to parlay up all your picks, even though it's a dangerous game. What would you say if you had to put a couple on the board as your premier under the radar spots this week?
0: Number one is Texas State. I don't care about the line movement. Maybe you even get a plus three on this if you did. I can tell you this if we get a plus three, I'm going to bet it a third time. <laughs> I don't understand why they are not getting more love in the market. Awesome offense. It's full of power five transfers. They play at the speed of light and all of their mistakes have been self inflicted. The three fumbles last week, essentially they gave Southern miss 17 points. They put Southern miss in that game. They were up by like 30 points in the first half. They hung 42 points. This offense can play with just about anybody at the G five level. Louisiana has been a team where, at least I'm trying to sell, they have a backup quarterback who's very mobile, but hasn't really been tested playing from behind. The one time they did that against Minnesota, it didn't go awesome for them. So Texas State, will take them as the dog. Number two for me is UCF, a game I didn't think I was going to bet. Getting the John Rice Plumlee news and actually getting news on Jalen Daniels, which was unexpected. He hasn't practiced at all this week, doesn't look like he's going to play. UCF is a strong buy low, more yards per play than all of their opponents this year. That includes games like Boise State where their quarterback got hurt, Kansas State. This is a very good offense that's going to spread out this Kansas defense similar to the way Texas did, and they actually have more mobility at quarterback than Texas. I'll take them at a dog price, plus one and a half, plus two if you can find it. And last one, we just talked about at Colorado State, for me, over a Utah State. That team is dealing with so many injuries, Utah State that is. Colorado State plays the air raid, Braden Fowler-Nicolosi spread you out, to Torrey Horton Utah State's definitely not stopping it. Comes down to can they score themselves. Down three linemen, a couple defenders,
1: all back Colorado State. It's a beautiful thing. Texas State, UCF, Colorado State, Arkansas State, maybe. We'll have to wait and see on that. But no, these are three good ones. I'm going to be joining you on all three. Uh, Texas State was always on the card, but the other two, good to go for me. And that's why we do this. I love doing this show. I uh, hope you guys are enjoying it. Again, we don't always get to talk about these type of teams. We're so happy that we get to do that in addition to the big games, which you can always find, again, on the original Betting You episode. But we're going to bounce on out of here. As always, if there's a game we didn't get to, if you need information. Matt underscore Gajeski, is on Twitter, best in the business, at DFS. That's me. I'm around. Uh, you can ask me things. Why not? And good luck this week, friends. Again, we appreciate you being part of the Odd Chopper community. Take advantage of those deals, whether it's getting into Odd Chopper, joining Bet365. All those links are below, and they're for you guys. But until next time, let's cash some tickets, and we'll do it again in week seven for me, for Matt, and for all of us here at Odd Chopper, Good luck. Enjoy. We'll talk to you guys soon.